Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Welcome to this very special edition of Private Club Radio. As you hear this, I am in the New York Athletic Club at the National Club Association's National Club Conference. Super excited to be there. I'm recording this pre-recorded episode here. And we have Tara Waldron that's going to be joining us. Of course, Tara, you probably know, was last year's Club Executive of the Year. She had her award ceremony at the CMAA World Conference in Orlando, Florida. And when I saw her on my list, when I saw Tara on the list as an interviewee for the National Club Conference recap show, which will be most likely next week, I I said, well, I got to talk to her for a little bit longer than five or 10 minutes. We need to have Tara on here because she is just a superstar. So I reached out to Tara and she was kind enough to take a little time out of her day for this show and for you, the listener, to give us her wisdom and share her knowledge from all her years in the business And who better to hear it from than the club executive of the year? I think she knows her stuff. (laughs) Um, So we're going to talk to Tara about women and leadership in the private club industry. We're going to talk about her ideas of the future of where this industry is heading. And we have a really wonderful chat. This special edition of the Private Club Radio Show is brought to you by the National Club Association, and that is an organization who goes to bat on a daily basis in Washington, D.C. for this industry. And if you don't know much about the National Club Association, I would highly recommend you check out their website right away, right after this show ends, or even as you're listening to this show. Their website is nationalclub.org. They have been a sponsor of this show for the past six or eight months now, and just love having them on and having their people on this show because they're a wealth of knowledge, not only when it comes to the legal issues and the political issues that are happening, but they really get into trends, into governance, and to really every issue that touches our industry. And they're such a great resource. Definitely check out their website, nationalclub.org. So I was on Amazon a couple days ago, and I noticed that they are having trouble stocking my book, The Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing, which Honestly, I'm kind of shocked about. Uh, The book has performed way over my expectations. And that is due not in a small part, but in a huge part to you guys who have been loyal listeners of this show. And so I just want to give you my sincere gratitude for making this book what it is. Because when you spread the word, that's going to get it in the hands of more people in this industry. And it's only going to raise our industry up a little bit higher as a whole. So thank you so much for reading the book, for sharing it with your friends, and for letting people know about that resource. Because Amazon does not have any copies at the moment, you might want to go over to privateclubradio.com slash book if you do not have a copy. That's probably the best place to get one at this stage. Now, I've got some really exciting news. Because so many people have responded so well to the book, and they want to take a deeper dive into the subject matter in the Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing, I've decided to open up an exclusive online class. I'm calling that class Membership Marketing Mastery, and it's a 12-month program that will take you through each key concept within the book and find ways to put them into practice in your club. There's nothing like it. It's going to combine a mentorship call with me monthly along with a group call with 
your colleagues around the country so we can mastermind some ideas and work through any membership issues you might have. If you want to find out more about that program, head over to aloisi.com, my last name, A-L-U-I-S-Y.com slash mastery. And you can learn all about the program. You can see the syllabus and you can find out if it's going to be a fit for you and your club. But I hope it's something that those who have read the book can really take their knowledge and their education the next step forward and really put those ideas into practice and get some accountability along the way. So aloisi.com slash mastery. Without further ado, let's bring Tara onto the show. And now it's time for Club Perspectives, presented by the National Club Association. My guest today is Tara Waldron. Tara is the Chief Operating Officer for the past 10 and a half years at Desert Highlands Association. It's a private gated residential community and country club in Scottsdale, Arizona, boasting over 500 member residents. Tara is the latest recipient of the 2016 Club Executive of the Year and the 2015 Mead Grady Award in Excellence in Club Management. She's been featured in Forbes magazine in the Women Business Leaders section. And during her tenure in the hospitality industry, Tara has the opportunity to mentor many young men and women who are up and coming in our industry. Tara currently sits on the CMAA Club Foundation Board and Advisory Committee. She's a board member of the National Club Association, and she's a member of the Community Associations Institute. She has previously been a COO at both the Taw Island Club and Sedgefield Country Club, and she's been the general manager at the Country Club of Charleston in South Carolina. Tara, welcome to Private Club Radio. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. Did I pronounce that? Is it Data? Is that how it's pronounced? Uh, Data. Data. how it was pronounced. Data Island. All right, cool. I had to get that little bit of Carolinian accent in there. A little Southern drawl. Yeah, I don't have that. Um, I did notice doing the show that I have a little bit of a Baltimore accent, actually, which I never thought I had, but I do. Um, I hear it when I hear the replays of these shows. It always kind of shocks me because I always made fun of that accent. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I know that accent. I was born in Hagerstown and relatives in Baltimore. So Ah. I'm quite familiar. It it sounds fine. It sounds normal. (laughs) You just said no. (laughs) So I I, I heard that come out in you when you said that. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Well, uh, you won Club Executive of the Year, quite an honor. So I'd love for you to take us through that. What was that like winning that? I think it was the epitome of a lifetime. I had no idea I was nominated. I had no idea I was the recipient. Uh, When I received the call and then the actual formal presentation, it it was surreal. It was actually surreal that the acknowledgement was there, uh, friends and contemporaries. Um, it, it still made me a little bit speechless. It still does to this day that yeah. um, I was a recipient, um, the second woman recipient um, of 31 previous people that had, you know, received this prestigious award. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw you featured on um, Club Management magazine. That was that was pretty cool. Yes, um, that was taken actually at the Desert Highlands Association um, in the North Scottsdale area in the desert, and mm-hmm. the floral and fonta were were quite beautiful, and it's yeah. still breathtaking um, location. And as I mentioned, the 
to receive that award is is just a highlight of anyone's career, especially when you have no idea you were nominated. And there are so many well-deserving people that have received it before. Oh, wow. I didn't know. It'll be my honor. You had no idea that you were actually nominated for the award until you until you received it. Until I got the phone call, absolutely wow. did not know, oh did God. not have any idea on this, um, and so it was quite a. I was speechless on the phone for a, a second or two when I was told um, when I received the phone call. Oh man, that, that's so cool! It'd always be cool if they did it like an Oscars thing where you know they they, they have the. Uh, the announcement there at the, right at the conference and you not even know, I would love to see your, your expression, but then maybe people wouldn't be dressed right for the occasion. Or something. Uh, it, really uh, cool. The whole, the whole time, because I've, I've been in the industry so long, 30 plus years and have known people in Europe and all over the, the world and the congratulations and the sincere congratulations. More importantly, exposure. Um, you had mentioned that I mentor young people. Mm-hmm. That exposure has helped tremendously because to help these young people um, come up in, and and tell them the realistic view. Because sometimes there's a painting of um, that it's it's more glamorous than it is. It's a tough career, but you can use so many competencies and and your talents uh, that um, that's that's what you want to do to mentor these young men and women. Yeah. Well, I noticed, you know, being at conference that there's a, a huge influx of, of women, at least, um, that are, are the students. So you see those red badges at the CMAA conference, and those are the, the students. And so many of them, I'd say the vast majority seem to be young ladies. Uh, is that the case? Or is the future of, of club management sort of changing in that way? The roles are shifting? I see a lot of women. Uh, CMAA has been very instrumental in developing college programs and, and additional programs for the um, students to come up and have um, a learning experience and then do internships. I have to admit, um, we, when we have done some of the roundtables, some of the things that are frustrating that um, I hear from these young women is they don't utilize their talents and education and experience. They want to be party planners mm-hmm. and they go down a path where they um, may go into banquets, catering, catering directors, instead of taking the forward path on to a leadership role in a club or in a club HOA association. That That's where I think we need to do a better job of informing them and mentoring them and getting them on those paths because I've seen many uh, actually get out of the business Mm -hmm. because of that. They don't, um, as I mentioned, utilize their talents or they don't realize um, they can, I guess, or they think it's fun to just plan parties. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. I can see that that could be a potential pitfall there. Tara, with with women coming into club membership more and more, more and more, the women are making the purchasing decisions. Does it then naturally translate that a lot of the the club management and people at the club will probably start to change roles as well, and we might see more club managers out there that are women? What What are your views on that? I absolutely do. There, um, there were many, a few before me, and then now there are quite a few within the industry that have uh, very prominent positions in the club management field. It's almost twofold. As businesses and executives are are diversifying women's roles, we're seeing more and more of them on the actual board 
mm-hmm. um, levels of clubs that we manage. And having said that, I think it gives women a better opportunity. Um, instead of being interviewed by nine or 15 men uh, for the position, you have the diversification of um, a executive, a woman executive that understands that women bring different talents. They're not better. They're not worse. And I think mm-hmm. that's what um, many of the women that I know are successful and leaders in the industry have always had that challenge. It's, it's not that women just bring a different perspective. And as you mentioned, they are doing more decision-making uh, for purchasing of homes, um, where they would want to be a member of a club with what children's activities and mm-hmm. so forth that they have. Yeah. So, yes, I see a major paradigm shift in that, which is very, very exciting and very rewarding. Yeah, it's got to be. And you're right on the forefront of that. In fact, you pretty much asked my my next question for me, which was what new perspectives will the female leadership bring? How will that how will that maybe change the dynamics at a lot of our private clubs around the country? I think it's just mirroring society, uh, quite honestly. The association and club that I run, it's, it has a Jack Nicklaus signature golf course. It has an 18-hole regulation putting course. But very interesting with the membership is a purchase of a home. And so you have that membership and these are multi-million dollar homes. And it was quite enlightening a few years ago when a um, female actually purchased a house, texted her husband and told him they were buying the home. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so, and, and I think that was really a, a tipping point for when we started to see so much more um, influenced by, by the woman and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Again, not better, not worse, but it was, right. I don't know how many people buy a multi-million dollar home in a text to their husband. Which yeah, was right. just mind-boggling. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. I've <laughs> I've had a lot of uh, women that have worked for me. In fact, in the in I'm in the marketing and design field, and most of the better designers, honestly, are women. And I, I don't know if it's a creativity thing or what, but I really think that they they bring a whole new paradigm that I I personally welcome. I'm not sure what you think about that. I'm in total agreement, and I don't want to sound um, negative in the next comment that I make. Uh, I have found, and we have found females I'm speaking of now, once we have been hired at a club, and we've had many men that have helped um, within the industry um, get an interview or then through the search committee or something along that nature, but I have found once a woman was at a successful uh, club and then maybe moved on for um, a career advancement, monetary gain, or, or whatever, they tend to want to hire another female. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought that was quite interesting just because of some of the different perspective and components they have may, may have brought to that particular uh, club. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, this is not men bashing in any ways, but I, I really think that both, yeah, both yeah. perspectives are, are needed to, to see problems from different angles. And there's, there's things that ladies can bring to the table that a um, lot of men out there might be lacking and vice versa, probably. Well, I have set up in, I think, my interview, maybe with club executives, um, they complement one another. Yeah. Yeah, very the, well You said. know, the different perspectives, they complement one another and it's relationship building. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's so very important and many might lose sight of that. Um, it's, you need to park your ego, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like the way you put that. Everybody, not just, you, know, you just need to park that ego. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the what spurred this interview is actually that you sit on the the board of the National Club Association. And I know you've got some ideas about the future of clubs from a legal and legislative standpoint. Can you share some of those with us, Tara? The, um, I think we need to work very, very hard because of how we want to provide um, services for the membership and have them make good decisions. And I will state that some of the um, legislative and legal rulings that have um, come down recently and and also from the past, I think we need to work hard to get the word out to the um, community at large Mm -hmm. on things need to to change. Um, We've had some conversation about H2B visas. Mm -hmm. Um, The service industry, it's tough to get people to um, work in this industry. Yeah. The um, working on some very large lofty initiatives now, um, water, the golf courses, um, not so much, of course, yacht clubs um, or city clubs, but country clubs specifically have always had this uh, stigma that they are um, water hogs, right. basically. Mm-hmm. And when there's such a push on sustainability, uh, there's the um, Arizona contingency, and I know many, many others, because water is expensive, um, whether it's you're coming from a well or it's um, potable water, reclaimed water, uh, things of that nature. The agriculture industry uses much more, but we, being in the golf industry, get so much um, negative press on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just provide so many uh, jobs. We provide a tremendous amount of jobs. We provide a lot of money back into the community by virtue of what we do. Mm-hmm. In addition, in the state of Arizona, we lose, we use less than 2% of the water. And we've been working with um, actually Congressman Paul Gosner about this to get more information out to this Arizona statewide community about water, water rights, um, the WOTUS, um, that is very inhibiting um, for golf courses and things of that nature. Yeah. So um, as we as we talk, we're, this is actually going to be, this episode will be live on Monday while we're at the National Club Association's National Conference. But in, in advance of that, can you tell folks a little bit about some of the speakers that you're looking forward to or uh, some of the topics that you're looking forward to have covered there at the conference? I must say I'm excited about all the sessions. It's so concise, and it's a day and a half of um, education, networking, fun-filled information, but it does uh, respond to the concerns and the advocacy that NCA stands for, uh, that it melds the the politics and the um, economy, which, uh, again, is always a a concern. Mm -hmm. There the threats that are um, to private clubs, um, security, uh, where you hear so much now about cybersecurity. And when you have member and staff records, um, the cybersecurity, in addition to regular security, uh, as you have active shooter and things of that nature. So it's um, something that you don't want to sweep it under the table anymore. You have to have a live um, interactive conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you need to talk about, um, as clubs have evolved, um, talking about, you know, what's the mission of your particular club? What's the brand? What's the culture? Because they're the same, but yet they're so very different. So there's, there's a lot that, um, is going on, uh, within as they talk also about 
the laws that um, sometimes get clubs in trouble if they misclassify um, pros, independent contractors, yep. chefs, and others because laws, uh, the new laws um, for health care and also um, state laws on minimum wages and things of that nature can really, really get a club in trouble. And you need to have that um, information when you're in your budgeting process. Yeah. And then, of course, all the, the government um, regulations and, and things that are coming and change on uh, quite, quite excessively. <laughs> it's a daily basis, right? Um, <laughs> Seems like on that. a daily. It is. It's such a moving target. And when you know, do you have the right HR person uh, within the organization that can respond to this? But NCA has been so fabulous um, with webinars and accessibility and and um, brochures and pamphlets and things that they have put out uh, for people to have um, good guidance and and good resources. Yep. So it, um, it's quite a fun-filled but also very um, educational experience that um, people look forward to. Yeah. Um, the sustainability issue, um, what's the viability of golf courses? Um, you hear a lot of negative press out there, but I think those are in the industry as they, you know, 2020, tee it up for the um, troops, yep. uh, the first tee, uh, all the... Um, on Washington, going to see you know your local legislators and having appointments and having them understand what a viable business that these um, clubs are, whether it's city, country, yacht, or what have you, sports clubs. Yep. Yeah, I just love the NCA the 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 depth of and the breadth of the education. There, it's so it's so unique uh, of a conference where you're getting so many different perspectives. I just love that. Of that conference, it, it is, and it's such a great organization that they help one another. Um, they are here to help and and to be a voice, if you will, also for um, for clubs and for what we do. Yep, absolutely. Let's just talk about the the state of the industry in general. I'm sure you've got some ideas on where our our industry is moving towards. If you were to open up your crystal ball, Tara, what would you see happening in the next five to ten years in the private club industry? I would say that the the what's considered still the A and the B plus clubs uh, will be very um, vital to um, local communities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll become almost mothers, fathers, and teachers of um, young people that are joining. I think the influence of the millennials will be uh, very, uh, very exciting, but very different. And so I think that the change we'll see, I do think that golf, that you're going to see a resurgence in golf. I think it has, you know, the pendulum has swung both ways, Mm -hmm. uh, but for uh, young people teaching them disciplines, because that's what golf does. It teach, it's a, it's a um, very nice sport. Um, what did they say in Bagger Vance? It's the only you play against yourself. Right. Um, it, it teaches those competencies. It teaches those um, things that that people in general need. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're getting them in other locations. Yeah. And it's a sense of community. I think this um, almost cocooning that you heard about many, many years ago mm-hmm. um, would be influential as well. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the economy, I think what politics do in the economy, that's going to be very influential. 
And that's probably a, a really hefty, hearty debate on yeah. <laughs> where things where things will go. Yeah, I uh, agree there. Concerning a Concerned about some of the egregious, if some of these laws can be changed, though, on from EPA mm-hmm. and things of that nature that make it difficult for very ethical businesses to do business and provide. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's that's the great thing about what the NCA is doing as well. And I want to thank you guys for all you do sitting on the board as you do and, and, and helping to shape the laws that are being passed there in 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 Congress and in the Senate. It's uh, really vital to our to our industry. Correct. I mean, we're we're all these multi-dimensional threats um, are, are coming, and we're learning to maneuver. And leadership skills, I think, will be developed. Um, it'll be an area where not only will you learn to play golf and tennis and have healthier foods within the dining room and things of that nature, as there's more holistic mm-hmm. and organic. This, this major push on um, athletics and merging them together with all different sports, uh, mm-hmm. aquatics as well. Right. So that's, um, I think you're going to see, see a lot of that. Uh, the um, other part I think you're going to see, I know that we're doing some of this at a uh, conference is benchmarking. Mm-hmm. Club managers, uh, it's such a unique industry that the boards are now depending upon the managers, the COOs, to lead them strategically and to give them guidance. And it's more important now that um, others know what what the benchmarking is instead of them getting down into the minutia of the organization and the operations. Yeah, that's right. I love what Ray Cronin says from Club Benchmarking that if, if, if you don't have data, you're just operating on opinion. And I think that's a super scary place for people to be because a lot of times we don't have the, the right perspective on that. Well, it is. I mean, it's easy for... Uh, we, I'm, I mentioned at our annual meeting, we're 18 almost different types of businesses at a club. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a yeah. real estate business by virtue of the, uh, you're an agricultural business. You're a fleet management for golf cor- uh, carts. Uh, you're the um, hospitality industry for the food and beverage aspect. You're the sports management because of uh, aquatics and tennis and fitness and golf. And so you have all these many businesses within a one hospitality business, and most of them are not for profit. Yeah. And that's a whole different paradigm that that members. Um, don't don't benchmark against because it's not what they're accustomed to or where they came from. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and there's so many other things with boards turning over all the time and, and that sort of thing that just makes it a very unique business. And it's, it's probably wild and, and fun. I got to imagine uh, you've been in the business for so long, you probably uh, have seen it all <laughs> at this point, right? My, my favorite statement that I heard from uh, actually a female manager many years ago, she said, Tara, it's just like getting remarried every year. <laughs> oh, and, 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 when I, and when I started to think about it, and actually that's the way I approach it because mm-hmm. each person has their own nuances. And I, this is where it comes back to park your ego. Sure. Some person, don't call me before nine o'clock because um, I'm retired and I don't get up. Mm-hmm. Another one is, let's have, um, I want a written document from you um, once, a, once a week. Others are, just call and pick up the phone. So mm-hmm. each and every yeah. one 
is a little bit different. Right. And not that there's not structure and organization, but you're dealing with personalities. Yeah. Well, it's got to, it keeps you on your toes and you can either look at that as a negative or as something uh, to learn and, and, and be interested by. So um, sounds like you probably take the latter approach there. Always learning. And yep. w- once you think you know everything, you're, um, I think you're on the decline. Yeah, you need exactly. to stay open, fresh, read. And, and if, you don't ha- if you've lost your passion for the industry, then maybe it's time for a change. Yep. Yep. Very well said. Very well said. Tara, thank you so much for being on Private Club Radio. I have one last parting question for you. The most important question of the day. Tara, are you an Orioles fan? (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Oh yeah. They're off to a pretty good start this year, aren't they? They certainly are. They certainly are. When I go back East um, in about a month, um, I hope to uh, get to see some action. So um, yes. Every, Very every, excited. every time I hear the national anthem, and this is a totally a Baltimore thing, and you'll know this, but most people probably don't don't know about this. But anytime you hear the national anthem and they say, Oh, say does that star <laughs> gotta say the big O and and, and oh. rooftop. And I do that every time. It's like unconscious. I just do that. You know, I'm sitting at like a Tampa Bay Lightning game and I'm the only guy yelling oh, but it's pretty funny. That's right. That's right. And then you'll go out and have a a big fat crab cake or something. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing you. A in blue channel crab. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you in New York City, Tara. Thanks so much for coming on the show and, and, and lending your wisdom to us. Well, it's, it's been my pleasure. Um, very enlightening and thank you so much. Awesome. And congratulations once again on being Club Executive of the Year. It's an honor. Thank you. I'm humbled by that. I'm very humbled. Thank you so much. To learn more about the National Club Association, please visit nationalclub.org. Thank you so much to Tara for that. And thank you to the National Club Association for sponsoring this episode. And if you did not make the National Club Conference, there is going to be that recap show I mentioned earlier. That should be next week or the following week. It just depends on how long it takes me to edit it and how many interviews I collect for you while I'm up here in New York City as you're listening to this. So I know it's kind of weird because this is a pre-recorded episode, but I hope you enjoyed it and I hope to see you back here next week on another edition of Private Club Radio. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by the Private Club Agency, the premier marketing and consulting firm dedicated to helping clubs increase and retain their membership. Visit privateclubagency.com to learn more.